Welcome back to the Emergency Goalies podcast. We took a little bit longer in between episodes this time, but we thought it was a good idea because get the Blackhawks into the bubble and get some final word on Corey Crawford. And, well, the Blackhawks are now in the bubble. Everyone got in there Sunday, and they played their exhibition game against the Blues that they won. Of course, pretty clear the Blues weren't going all out in that preseason game, but... They still won, but um, obviously the other big news is that Corey Crawford is back. Uh, we were speculating before, but uh, the speculation is over. He did have COVID-19, but he returned to practice right before the Blackhawks uh, went to Edmonton, and he played part of the preseason game, but I, it sounds like he's going to try to play, but it's a pretty quick turnaround for not much practice time, but I'll kick it to you, Michael, and just, I guess we can start with Crawford. Sure. He looked like Corey Crawford to me in the exhibition game. Uh, Obviously, I, I didn't, uh, I didn't see any of his, his work uh, at the end of uh, uh, phase three, but uh yeah, uh, just judging by the the half a game that he played last night, uh, he looked pretty sharp. Uh, reflexes looked there. Positioning looked to be there. Obviously, you know, he didn't play the whole game. You, you, you do worry a little bit about conditioning, but um, at least to start off with, it's not like they have a back-to-back game or anything. My guess is he's going to start game one, and they're just going to see how it goes. Uh, Good news is they also played Malcolm Subban in uh, the game last night, and he also looked good. Uh, As you said, the Blues, um, it wasn't a typical Blues game. They weren't very physical. Uh, They they were doing a pretty good job of taking away time and space uh, for the most part, at least in the early stretches of the game. But for the for a team like the Blues, who uh, have the 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 buy in uh, the uh, in the play in round, uh, you got to look at this as this was the Blackhawks final tune up before meaningful games. This was the first of four or three essentially exhibition games for the Blues. Um, as they will uh, play, uh, the the other uh, top seeds will play amongst each other um, a couple of exhibition games as the play-in round is going on. So, you know, the Blues were not ramping up in the same fashion as the Blackhawks, but I thought at least in the opportunities that the Blues had, I felt like both goaltenders played well, um, looked, ready, looked ready to go. So... Assuming Crawford is healthy and, you know, with COVID, um, you know, he, he seemed to say that, you know, it didn't really affect him much, but obviously this is a respiratory uh, condition. And so, you know, you do worry about stamina, his lungs a little bit, and just, you know, whether or not he can hold up over the course of a series. But at least for game one, I feel like he's he's on track, and that's the, the, the Blackhawks will be going with him. Yep, and yeah, as I mentioned a little bit at the start, the Blackhawks are now in the bubble. 
Uh, all the NHL players and staff that entered were tested and came back negative. But, of course, anything can happen. But you have to feel a little better now that they're in this. You can never, like, bubble is a loose term. But right. in this contained environment, you have to feel pretty good compared to, say, some of the problems we've seen with baseball. But it's still nothing's ever 100 percent. But. Right. I, I, I feel pretty good with the players in the bubble, and obviously the players took it seriously prior to traveling to Edmonton and Toronto. Um, just the fact that every single player on every NHL team tested negative prior to traveling uh, shows that, uh, at least in the early going, everybody is taking it seriously. <clears throat> I, you know, we've we've talked a little bit about this before, where there is the difference between Major League Baseball in that uh, these NHL players are getting ready for the playoffs. They know what mindset they need, whereas with the Major League Baseball players, you're getting ready for the start of a season. It's a season where you don't know, you know whether or not it'll finish, that sort of thing. But at least with the NHL players, it's like, hey, if we're not taking this seriously and we're not ready to go right away we could get bounced out in a week anyway so you'd like to think that you know with that sort of mentality that this this could be our last week of hockey you know that there, there might be a little more uh, willing to uh, sacrifice and 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 do all all that's necessary for it to work um, my only concern is you know it's obviously great that everybody tested positive or <laughs> that everybody tested negative, negative yes. prior to traveling. But I do worry a little bit that, you know, everybody traveled to Edmonton and Toronto this week. And so, you know, I, I'm hoping like all the teams chartered flights and they had a lot of control over it and, you know, they weren't walking through airports and that sort of thing. But, I do worry a little bit about, you know, that they that somebody could have picked it up in transit, and the fact that, you know, they got what, they got into the bubbles and yeah, then and, they and went right what, into like, the games as opposed to quarantine. Yeah, there'd be like what a week where it could be, you know, yeah. like dormant before. So right. Yeah, that I, is a worry. I would have loved to have gotten a round of testing in Edmonton and Toronto before the teams actually started interacting in games and that. But uh, obviously that's that's not the steps that they took. But hopefully, you know, we just luck out and nobody and, and everybody took the travel as seriously as they seem to have taken um, the previous phase, you know, in, in their home in their home stadiums. So, uh, but you know, it, it's been four or five days since everybody got there and I haven't heard any, um, reports of any positive tests or any issues with, with getting tests back either. So they seem to have the testing protocols in place anyway, and everything seems to be running smoothly so far. And, the fan reaction has been pretty great from what I've seen. Uh, everybody seems to be happy to have hockey back. Everybody seems to think that the NHL is handling this pretty okay, which, uh, given the NHL's history, should come as a surprise. But uh, it's, it's a pleasant surprise. All right. Well, I guess 
Did you have any other thoughts about the preseason game? Did you anything stand out or anything? Um, you know, I, I did see some comments from people like, oh, you know, you, because the Blues weren't really playing, you know, a typical Blues game that uh, you can't really take anything from it. But in my opinion, the way that the Blues were playing was a little more similar to how I expect the Oilers to play. The Oilers are not as physical a team as the Blues. They're not as strong. They're not as sound structurally as the Blues. And so I don't expect that, you know, the Blackhawks are going to be having to fight as many physical battles as they would if, you know, they were going up against the Blues in a meaningful game. I think this is actually was a fairly decent simulation of what the Blackhawks can expect from the Oilers, with the exception of you obviously cannot simulate the speed of like a Connor McDavid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, th- you know, I, we've talked a little bit in the past. I think the Blackhawks match up pretty darn well against the Oilers. I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that the Oilers are just going to run through the Blackhawks, especially with Crawford and net. Um, obviously it's very contingent on Crawford playing well and being ready to compete the whole series. I think if they do have to fall back on Subban, that's, you know, probably a recipe for an early exit for the Blackhawks here. But well, let me, I was going to add too about, you know, if Crawford's back, which you think he's going to at least start, if he can be somewhat what Crawford is, yeah. this is the best version of the Blackhawks that you'd be able to ice. Absolutely. With back and Connor Murphy, this is the best version. Yeah, I mean, the only guys that are missing, uh, well, other than Andrew Shaw, obviously if Andrew Shaw was healthy, he would definitely be a bit among the, the Hawks' 12 best forwards, but Andrew Shaw's essentially not been here all season. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, Seabrook... Um, and, uh, uh, boy, I'm forgetting Zach Smith aren't exactly guys that, uh, you know, they got in, they get in the lineup in the regular season due to their contracts and their history. Um, but if you were seriously considering who the best, you know, 20 skaters are, I think on most nights, those two guys wouldn't qualify anyway. So yeah, this was essentially the Blackhawks best lineup. Um, I felt like the defensive pairings, the, the, they seem pretty comfortable with each other. Um, obviously Keith and Boquist have played together for a while now. Mata and Cuckoo have played together for a while. I thought those two played pretty darn well, um, last night. So that was good to see. And, Calvin DeHaan and Connor Murphy have not played much together, but I felt like after a little bit of settling in, I thought both of them kind of struggled a little bit in the first period. But after that, um, they they played pretty darn solid hockey. Um, I do worry a little bit about the fact that that's the Blackhawks shutdown pairing essentially. Mm-hmm in that neither one of them are especially quick. And so if they're going to have to be really sound positionally and, you know, just being really, you know, really focused in in order to contain somebody like McDavid, uh, you know, cause if, if, if they're just a, a half a beat slow in anything that they do and cutting off any angles or whatever, 
he's just going to skate right by him. Yeah, so, and he had, had two goals in the Oilers preseason game. Right. looked very good, so. Right. Um, and then the forward groups, uh, you know, the fourth line isn't much. We kind of know that. You're not going to get really any production offensively out of them, but I thought they did a fairly decent job um, defensively. The dock line, uh, Kirby dock looked uh, as good as everybody said he was playing during uh, the training camp here. Uh, I thought he was really good out there. Seemed to get a little bit of chemistry with Debrinket and Kajula as the game went along. Uh, the Strom line uh, definitely generated some chances. Uh, there were a couple of uh, ineffective shifts. Uh, we still saw a couple of instances of Alex Nylander uh, being a little hesitant um, or fumbling a puck, but he also made a couple of nice plays, generating some turnovers, which was nice to see. He was he was pretty good on the forecheck in some of his shifts, and Strom and Kane were both um, on their games offensively, I felt. And then the Taves line was pretty dangerous most of the night. Uh, again, I thought they, uh, they it came in uh, flashes in the first period. I thought they had a couple of ineffective shifts in the first period, but they had a couple of good ones. Uh, but then in the second and the third period, I felt like that was kind of the Blackhawks' best line. Dominic Kubalik was getting chances all over the ice. He eventually buried some, and he looks... You know, like he's ready to pick up right where he left off in his 30-goal season here. And uh, probably the best news of the night, though, was the Blackhawks' power play looked like a competent NHL power play. They looked fairly dangerous, um, which you would expect from the Blackhawks' talent levels. Yeah, but not from we the all know usual. that's not... Yeah, not the usual production. Right. And... Special teams are going to be a huge factor in the series. That is what the Oilers thrive upon. Mm -hmm. I actually think the Blackhawks are a better five-on-five team than the Oilers, especially with Crawford and Nett. Yeah, but, no, they're, are they number one? Or they're, they're definitely top five in power play. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're actually number one. Okay, I thought they were. Like, like historically good on the, on the power play this year. And yeah, so... I thought I saw, like, once they were, like, 29% or something. I think it was yeah. early in the year, but... Yeah, they're they're a ridiculous power play team. Uh, it's not reasonable to expect the Blackhawks to shut down their power play, so the biggest thing is don't take penalties. Mm -hmm. Don't be stupid. Don't retaliate. Don't... Um, don't take offensive zone penalties. Be careful with your stick and, you know, just play smart, play smart and don't. Well, you do wonder with the, yeah, with everyone being so rusty, yeah. will there be more penalties? I think that's a, that's a possibility. And that as much as anything could be, you know, a, a negative factor in the Blackhawks, um, chances uh yeah but at the same time are the refs going to um you know officiate this like true playoff games in yeah. 
that they, you know, a lot of times will swallow their whistles a little bit come playoff time and kind of let let the players decide things a little more. Um, I, I'm sure if you do see a bunch of penalties called on the Blackhawks, you'll start to hear a little bit of the conspiracy. Oh, we got him. You know, the NHL is yeah. making sure Connor McDavid's gonna gonna advance. But um, I, you know, obviously I'm not <laughs> I'm not one that buys into such things. Well, considering we basically had a literal conspiracy to get the Blackhawks, Rangers, and Canadians <laughs> yeah. into the playoffs. But... Right. Right. So yeah, I. I that I think more than anything is the key is the Blackhawks staying out of the box. And then when the Blackhawks do get power play opportunities of their own, they are going to have to cash in on one or two mm-hmm. in the series just to kind of keep pace with the Oilers in that uh, regard. And then, yeah, just win the five, win five on five and you got a good chance. And with Crawford and with their full healthy lineup, I think they have a pretty darn good chance of outplaying the Oilers five on five. And then it's just a matter of whether or not the Oilers can overcome it with their special teams. And we saw that they Blackhawks took two or three this year. So yep. and possible. McDavid didn't score and two of them, I believe. And then he didn't play in the other one. Yes. Now, obviously, McDavid doesn't score in this series. The chances are way higher, but. We're probably right. not going to be that lucky. Yeah, I, I I don't know that the Blackhawks p- did anything in particular to say that they actually shut down Connor McDavid. I think it was more just, you know, maybe not Connor McDavid's night. Uh, he's not a guy that's going to score on every single night as much as uh, it might seem like it. And if I remember correctly, uh, Dreisaitl will still score it a little bit against mm-hmm. the Blackhawks. So, you know, th- they're obviously a two-headed monster, not just – it's not just McDavid that you got to worry about. Yes, and I don't know the career numbers for uh, Leon Draisaitl, but there, he seems like he scored a lot of goals against the Blackhawks. Yeah, I I can't think off the top of my head, but uh, he scores a lot of goals against every team at this point. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's the leading scorer in the NHL for for yeah. a reason. So yeah, um, can't can't just focus on McDavid. Uh, the Oilers are coming into the series with those two guys split up. Um, historically, they have spent a lot of time together, but um, this season the Oilers kept them apart, I think, pretty much the whole year, and that appears to be what they're going, they're ready to do with um, each of those guys centering uh, one of the top two lines. And so, yeah, um, it's not just going to fall on McDay or on uh, Dahan and Murphy. The Blackhawks are going to essentially need a second defensive pairing to step up and match up against, you know, the other line, whether that's Keith and um, Boquist or if the Blackhawks kind of save those two for spot duty or maybe to try and generate some offense. Maybe maybe they'll have those two guys take um, offensive zone um, draws and just, you know, try and get Boquist as much time in the offensive zone as possible or you know if they just go ahead and say hey you know we we can't have the the you know obviously Keith is going to uh play a lot of minutes so mm-hmm. yeah uh it's interesting very interesting um I am also kind of curious because I, I do feel like uh Lucas Carlson played pretty well mm-hmm. in the exhibition game 
I do wonder if we see like uh, if Olimata struggles uh, handling the um, speed of the Oilers. Or they might switch, if, yeah. Yeah, or if Dehan just you know he's just too rusty and just isn't isn't up to isn't up to up to playoff caliber after such a long layoff where Carlson might step in later in the series. Um, but it's, it's nice to know that the Blackhawks at least have a viable seventh option that they can yes. go to right now. So that was nice to see. I, 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 Carlson played well at the end of the year and he seemed very similar in play last night. So yeah, I'm happy to yeah. see that. Well, I'll just, I'll just add one more thing before, cause you know, I think we'll come back. I'm thinking after what the first two games you went or after first three that we'll come back. Well, like, let's see. Cause it's the first game Saturday. And then what is it? Monday, Tuesday. Is that yeah. Right? So yeah. maybe. Yeah. I don't know about maybe, I don't know. We can maybe do one on Monday, but I, I think probably next Wednesday probably be good. Okay. Um, Cause then we can at least sum up the first three games. Hopefully there's, you know, I, I, I can't see yeah. the black. I can't see the Blackhawks sweeping the Oilers. No. So, um, you know, hopefully it's it's a, a sum up of the first three games and then a preview of the rest of the series. Um, but yeah, I think that seems like a good plan. Is is maybe next Wednesday and then you know release it in time for the for the fourth game. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's pretty much all we have to offer in this one. I will add that. Um, I don't know if everyone saw, but Brent Seabrook is out for the playoffs. Yes, yeah. probably good to note that. Yeah, which I think it just, that's just something, I don't know if he was ready anyway, but he wouldn't have been one of the top six defensemen, so probably best for everyone that he just gets more time to rehab. Yeah, I saw a few of his shifts. Um, I didn't actually watch any of their scrimmages in Chicago, but I did see some of his shifts um, on Twitter and um in some articles and stuff. And yeah, I, he, he wasn't quite up to um, the conditioning level he needs to be. There was a, a, a few instances where his speed just wasn't there yet. And, and yeah, he, he just, you know, it was a nice valiant effort. Um, I think he gave the the team a nice boost in, in trying to come back. Um, all of the guys talked about how nice it was to have him back out there, but it was pretty clear that he's just he's not quite ready for this quite yet. So, yeah, uh, we'll 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 see him in training camp whenever training camp ends up. Um, and I, I guess we probably should note as well, kind of in the same regard, uh, Andrew Shaw came out with a statement that he's going to try and play next year. Yep, he's he's going yeah. for it. So yeah, so that's an interesting development. Uh, I'm a little surprised by it, but. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll be seeing him in training camp next year as well because I can't imagine the Blackhawks will be able to trade that contract given his status. I uh, know. So. All right, so I guess um, that's where we'll wrap it up. The somehow, some way, the Blackhawks are in the playoffs, play in, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. But yeah, it's nice to have hockey back. Yeah, it was it was fun watching it. So um, on Twitter, Michael MJ underscore Ernst. And I'm STH85, and I'll just close by saying I hope everybody's staying safe out there. And, hey, the Blackhawks are in the playoffs, so uh, go Hawks.